I want to show you a mystery this evening. Then we pray. without form and void there was chaos he said that the darkness was upon the face of the deep then it was at that moment that the Holy Spirit began to brood upon the face of the deep and he began to tell us that that type of darkness is not such as you think and one of the understanding of course it can be proved because when we get to the book of um, first chronicles i think chapter six and then we began to see the literal um, explanation of that which is in the book of genesis after solomon has finished building the temple he said lord you have decided to be living in thick darkness before are you with me he said lord you have decided to live in thick darkness. But I have built you a house. He said, Arise and come to thy, to thy rest. Thou and the ark of thy might. It was then that Jehovah found a house and a rest. Because that was his desire. When the spirit begins to brood upon the face of the deep, it was because he has not found rest. When men begin to arise, then we find rest. Since then we began to see the testimony and the desire that is in the heart of God. Are you with me now? I want to show you a mystery and then you understand why we do the things we do. Not just because what we are doing, but the way we do it. I want to tell you a little about soul travel. God has been showing me for, for some time. And that is what we are talking about. You are not even aware. When God comes to your prayer, what is he looking for? 
when God comes to your fasting, what is he looking for? Is it because of the way you arranged your words? Then you are Tana. You have not gotten to know. You don't know God yet. Because our mothers in the village, they knew some of them knew God more than us, and they don't think they can't read the Bible. So who taught them? You see, sometimes we we get out of context on the things that matters. When God begins to look at things, what is he even looking for? What is God looking for? You see, we men have described and decided to give, say, is this, is this, is that. Whenever God comes, he comes and looks for things that you cannot even explain. From what I've noticed from the scripture, the things that God is looking for, you can, there is no human instrument you can use to trace and to understand them. Most times, if God have to walk accurately, then there must be of a necessity a revelation of that matter. Sometimes God have to minister to you based on substances in your spirit, realities in your spirit. Because he knows that human beings lack the capacity to lay hold on the things that he talks about. So travail. So travail. I want to show you something. I want to show you. That is why when we pray, we pray the way we pray. Because there is something, there is a content in our prayer that ministers to God. When we pray, our desire is to pour out our life as a drink offering. There are three generals that was in the army of David. And the man just arose one day and said, I want water. <laughs> From the garrison of the Philistines. These men arose and they fought their way through all the garrison and fetched the water back. It is not about what they did. It was... The reaction of David that showed us what God is looking for. That is not the emotions. Is it emotions? He said that this thing is the life of this man. They poured it. Say, drink of it. I can't drink this thing. It's only God that takes this sort of thing as food. Are you with me? When men pour out their soul as drink of it, no human being is permitted to take it. That is the thing that God takes. That is what that is God's food. You don't know God's food. I will yet show you. You might say, I will show you from the scripture. So whenever he, whenever we begin to engage, we begin to look for men that can give him soul travail. You pour out your life as a drink of rain. You squeeze out. Soul travail. We see many men trying to engage God without pouring their soul into it and then god will look at it he will find nothing there when he was talking to them in the in the laws and commandments they didn't understand the basis of god's proclamations he said that you will serve the lord your god with all what your heart with all your mind all is he talking about is about the fact that you pour all of yourself Pour all of yourself inside. And then it is then that God will now take it as an offering. So when you begin to engage with the thing that God made, how much of your life is poured into what you are presenting to Him? How much of your life? You know what I noticed? 
the more of your life you pour into God, God, God things, God engagement, the more is pleasant before Him. I will show you. Why is Jesus' sacrifice the most pleasant? Why is He always in prayers? Of, let me show you from the scripture, Matthew chapter 26. Let me show you. Time began. <laughs> you reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. Verse 36. Then come Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, Sit here, here while I go and pray yonder. <laughs> May Jesus not. May you not be going with Jesus and then Jesus will come to a point and say, Sit here, let's go. I have always found out from the scripture that anytime they tell you, Wait here, let the real people go yonder. Then you have not been counted as people who are worthy to receive the heavier matters of the kingdom. It was Elijah that began to teach us the same principle. He came and met Elijah and, and told him, Wait at, uh, at uh, Jordan. I'm, I'm, I want to go and offer. He said, No. Your soul leave it. Eh? I will never leave you. And they crossed. They crossed and crossed. Until we found out. It, it's not as if. It's not as if Elijah wanted Elijah to leave. He simply wanted to know how much he wanted this. That's why some people. Have you noticed when you start praying. You start praying. For, after praying for two hours. You feel. Man I, I prayed today. Have you not done it before? You, you feel I, I prayed today. There is a way you carry your shoulder. Don't you do it. There is a way you read Bible like this. You say, Kai, I did some business today. <laughs> you, you might even be looking for... You might be looking for who to lay hands on because of, you know, people like you. Are the people that Elijah told, wait for me at Jordan. We want to cross over. There is a place we are going. We have not gotten to that place. So Jesus called the rest of the disciples and then told them to wait. When you read further, you find out that he called out three, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and said, come, let me show you something. Anytime Jesus, do, anytime Jesus does something like this, then know that the matter in context is something that is an intrinsic part of his oppression. Are you with me? Every time Jesus did it, it is a revel- what he's trying to reveal to them has the context, the reality backing it is eternal in scope. Is it when he unveiled himself? The Bible said, as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. Such was what happened on that mountain that he told them, don't say it. Don't say it yet. He is revealing to them eternal matters. 
You know, there are things you don't want to tell others. If you tell them, they might faint. If you tell them, they might not understand. If you tell them, so you just come and call it. In fact, the reason why he calls them is for them to just be witnesses. It is not as if he expected them to participate in those things. He unveiled himself and he shined bright. That was when we found out that the man sitting with them and eating with them was not their mate. Mm. He is the eternal God himself, clothed in the flesh. And simply because he's shaking hands with you, he thought he's a normal man. You, you don't know he's your maker and creator. John will come and say, the one I lean on his shoulders. You, you don't know the man yet. That is why we engage this type of prayers. Because when you engage it, the first thing that happens to you is, is God's revelation. That's the first purpose of prayer. That is where God reveals himself. If, if God has not revealed himself and you know him, you can't know yourself. And no man will be able to fulfill his destiny upon the face of the earth that is not aware of his identity. You can't talk about identity, your identity, without knowing God's identity. It is the revelation of God that brings us to the revelation of ourselves. You are nothing outside of him. You, you are just an extract of him. A miniature of whom he is. Are you with me now? So if you want to know yourself, the only way is to see him. As we behold him, like in a mirror, we are chained into the same image. From one layer of glory to another layer. It is glory is such that he has capacity to excel. Means that if it is true that you engaged it, you can't meet it at the same point where you met it yesterday. Are you with me now? It is made intrinsically with capacity to, to revive itself, to refresh itself, to increase the measure. Are you with me? When Jesus called them out, he began to show them deep things. He said, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Huh? Have, you even, have you pondered on this scripture, my friend? What is Jesus crying for here? What is he crying for? Why is he being sorrowful? Somebody that has walked on water. Somebody that raised the dead after four days. What is he crying for? After you have done this thing, you should have reached the apex of your ministry. You will yet understand what the Father seeks. When a man begins to engage, is different from what we seek. What he drinks of is your soul travel. Your soul travel. Your soul travel. You reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are done wisdom before time began. You reign forever, your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time began. 
Then he said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful. One of the things I've learned about Jesus is that he is so careful about the words he used. Have you noticed? Such that one of the major things the scripture said, or rather even Jesus himself spoke about, saying that it will come to judgment is worse. Many times Jesus said the words you speak will be brought to judgment. Every word you spoke. Have you ever pondered on it? Some of the things you think will be brought to judgment, Jesus did not specifically mention them. But the, the one that was mentioned multiple places is the words that you speak. And he has realized, he has said it many times, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. He knew that his words is such that it, it, it will be the bedrock of people's life and living. So he cannot just come and, he doesn't joke with you, he doesn't have time to joke. In case it looks like a joke, it has become a reality simply because he spoke it. Are you with me? Jesus will come and laugh and say, Ah! You are a billionaire. There is nothing with his joke, but you will now become a billionaire. Because before he jokes, he, will joke, he jokes with reality. He is serious with reality. Everything he is doing is with reality. I am not saying you cannot be humorous. But even when Jesus is humorous, he will still stick to reality. For example, when he said, for men ought always to pray. And he said, a certain woman is humorous. Meanwhile, it's still reality. He doesn't have time to, he, he doesn't have time to go and be dilly-dallying and all this. No, he doesn't have time. He sticks to it. Follow me. He now said, so he now made this statement. Scripture spoke about the state, the condition of his heart and his being. And him himself have to repeat it as a statement to the people that went with him to that mountain. He said, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto what? No, you didn't. Unto death. Is this really true? Have you been sorrowful unto death? I will show you why. Some of your prayers have not been answered. Some of the things you seek, you have not been able to lay hold on it. You have not been able... You can even fast for 1,000 days. Nothing has happened. Because the measure of soul travail contained in all those engagements is not even up to 5%. Are you with me now? When I get to my point, you will now see that what I'm trying to say is that in the one hour that you prayed, how much of your soul is poured into it? So there are people, that is why you cannot afford to study Bible absent-minded, distracted, pray absent-minded. You cannot. That is even basic level. The mature level is that you pour your soul. Jesus is telling you, the way I am now, the sorrow in my heart is like, I'm unto death. I'm at the pains of death. The throes of death. The pangs of death. That's what he's saying. So you, you that is seeing him might think he's praying. But him knows that he's looking death face to face. Are you with me now? For all the while he knelt down at Gassama. He was looking death face to face. And now he is showing in the book of Hebrews. For the scripture says in the book of Hebrews chapter 5. 
He said that he raised a strong cry to him that is able to what? Save him from death. He said he was head in that he feared. He was looking dead face to face. That was his condition. He you that thought he was praying. He was not praying. There are men that will kneel down and in five minutes, in ten minutes, in one hour, in two, in six hours, however long they knelt, their soul will be poured into that prayer. And then the father sitting on the throne will pick, up, pick it up as a drink offering. When he drinks it, he will be satisfied. I see people praying and fasting. They are just doing it to fulfill all quota. You know, to say you fasted. There is certain levels. There are certain things you can only accomplish with that level of engagement. There are certain places in God you cannot enter with that level of engagement. Are you with me now? There are basic things you can interact with. When God begins to require things, what He requires is in the measure of souls, in the measure of life. Life is poured out. That's how He comes. So you begin to matter to the extent that your life has been poured out as a drink offering. So when people come and say, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, what is He saying? It is men that have poured their life as it's not a quotation, it's not a Christian creed. You know, there is what we call <laughs> there is what we call the apostolic creed, the Nicene creed, the Athanasian creed. That this is not a creed. This is a reality in the spirit that a man indeed can pour out his life. And then when God picks it up, he drinks it, and then he's satisfied with the quota. Of your soul that is poured. Are you with me now? These are men that God cannot. God cannot look away from what they are doing. He can't. Can't look away. The Bible spoke about Jesus. He said that he was head. In that he feared. Such is the heart of man. Such is the post, Such is the place that you enter in God. Then your engagement will be that which God himself cannot deny. How much of your soul is poured into your prayer? How much? How much? His soul was so poured out in his prayer as we are going to read yet that even his body cannot contain the reaction that is taking place in his soul. Are you with me? There is a reaction taking place inside the, even him. There is no human words for him to communicate the, the reaction that, that takes place inside of the timbre of his soul when he began to pray, when he began to engage the immortal dimensions of him. When men begin to pray and engage God in such realm and in such dimension, then there are not there is nothing in the natural world that can contain the density and intensity of your engagement. It's not possible. In fact, the scripture said that the sweat coming out of his body is like the thickness of blood. It is not biologically possible. Meanwhile, a man that his soul has been poured out is not aware of the biological uh, uh, reactions, things happening to his body. Such a man, I know a man once, and he prayed until the muscles of his body tore into pieces, and he was not aware. He, he, Jesus stared death face to face, 
and he said, I am sorrowful unto death. You can't come to that place and not turn the eyes of the one that sits upon the throne. This is the things that turn his heart. When he begins to look upon our engagements, our fasting, our searching, our seeking, he will begin to measure how much of our life and soul has been poured into it as a drink offering. It's possible you have presented to him drink offering, but he has not come in such a measure, in such a quota that he's satisfied with what you are doing. If he's satisfied, then there will be triggers and reactions from heaven. He said when he drank it, he was satisfied. It is that satisfaction that God gets from our engagement, our interaction. That is what we seek. That is why we come. Whenever we come, we shift our gaze. We shift our gear. We engage the items of God. The desire, the impulse, the pursuit, the target. Is that we get to that place where our soul is poured out like a drink of it. Why have you not poured your soul? My soul is exceeding sorrow. My soul is exceeding sorrow. My soul is exceeding sorrow. We see believers that walk around with levity. The scripture spoke about men that wrestle things out of the heart of God, out of the hand of Satan. He said that they strove even to the shedding of blood. They were willing to go any length for what they want. That's why some of us engage prayer and fasting. By the time I'm entering, I've decided that it's you that you say, let me fast 21 days, let me fast 3 days, and then, no, there is no end to the fasting. You need to define the target. Have you ever, what do you want? What do you want? Is when you define what you want. You will now know that it takes a level of soul travail. Your soul poured out like a drink offering. Then the man you are pouring it out, we drink it. When he's satisfied. I will show you what will happen when God's heart is satisfied. Only you can satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my heart. Satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Satisfy my soul. <laughs> Only you can satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Men that understand this mystery pour out their soul anytime they talk. When, when your soul is poor like a drink offering, even when you want to communicate with unbelievers, what you will notice is that your heart is poor.
become full with the compassion of God. In that state, there is no unbeliever that will hear your words and refuse it. Because you are filled with the travail. Your soul has become a theater where God can, 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 can display his muscles. The posture that you have taken is a representation of that which is happening in the heavenlies. It seems as if God has taken possession of your heart. Men cannot understand the posture you have taken. Sometimes we bend our knees because that is the posture that the soul travail have taken. Sometimes we crawl. Sometimes we groan because that's the posture that soul travail has taken. We are not trying to show off, my friend. Something has possessed us and is shot that is bringing us to the frontiers of death. Jesus said, I am exceeding sorrowful unto death. That is the testimony of men that have poured out their life as a drink of it. These are men and only them alone can satisfy what is in the heart of God. I am drunk with the burden of God now. I'm drunk with burden. I'm drunk with burden. I'm literally drunk with the burden of God. My friends, you can be drunk without burden, my friends. You can be drunk without burden. Only you can satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Satisfy my soul. Satisfy my soul. Only you can satisfy my soul. Amen. Susa city baba. Ebete kuta mantai, Jesusu sada baresu kabat, lete Jesusu zana mahadito, rendi si vegetarila, elefuru Jesusa labahata. Sadire vele Jesusa namaha. Tanset Lord, if you will pour out your life, I will give you everything that you seek. If you will pour out your life like a drink of it, I will give you everything that you seek. Lord, give me you. Everything else can wait. Lord, give me you. I hope he knows today.
hands can wait. <laughs> Lord, give me you. I hope in us today. I cry. It's a true travail. It's a soul travail. It's a soul travail. Let your soul cry out. Beyond the cry of your mouth. Let your soul cry out. Let your soul cry out. He will see your travail. And he will be satisfied. Everything else can work. Lord, give me you. I hope it's not too late. <laughs> ah, 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 Sikita Baba, Peterico Sikiti Bara, Melito, 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 Sakubere, Sibereto.
I'm desperate for you. Oh, nah. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm lost without you. Without you, oh. 
seek it is measured in your soul travel it is not in the hours that you spent it is not in how terrible the physical conditions are it is in how much of your soul is poured into it how much of your soul is poured into your engagement when you tarry how desperate are you how much of your soul is poured into it this is what makes men tarry this is what makes them stay Jesus is not willing to come out from that place until he has the satisfaction of God you can decide to come out since you don't understand that until the satisfaction of God is met then there is no response from him you can decide to go the scripture that we read said that Jesus went the first time and he cried and prayed and he said that my soul is exceeding sorrowful it was not enough he went the second time and even after the second time the quota that it takes to satisfy the heart of God has not yet been met he went the third time how desperate are you will you leave after two times or have you determined in your heart that until you lay hold on the, the purpose, the context and target, the object of your seeking that you have no other alternative there is no plan of living let your soul be poured out like drink offering that is what God desires when we cry he measures the weight of our cry by how much of our soul is poured into it when we groan he measures the weight of our groan by the how much of our soul is poured into it when we pray when we fast he measures how much of our soul is poured into it and when he's satisfied <laughs> Mm. verse 39 said and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it be thy will thy will if it be possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as I will but as thou wilt and he commented unto his disciples and finded them asleep said unto Peter what could you not watch with me one hour did you see what Jesus is saying when we tell people that part of the reason why they say they can't pray they can't fast why they can't last the mile is because they don't have bodies their soul has not started traveling in the same place that the apostles failed in their prayer engagement that is the same location that Jesus had the greatest result he ever had in his prayer ministry on the face of the earth the same place so when men give excuse based on their physical conditions you will know that these are the men that they have not understood burdens that a man's soul can what travel their heart has not been consumed When you see some of them, they come to a meeting and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they leave, the team will go. Do you know why? No, there is no body. There is 
Jesus said, I am exceeding sorrowful unto death. Where I am now is better I am dead than alive. That's what he's trying to say. There is no difference between somebody who has died and me that is here. I look dead face to face. It was the book of Hebrews that began to reveal to us the graphic revelation of the engagement. It's what is going on now. Because simply because his apostles and disciples were not able to pick and participate in what is happening, he decided to leave them out of what is happening. Meanwhile, by revelation, the writer of the book of Hebrews began to show us what really happened that day. I will yet show you. I will yet show you. Because this is the ministry of a priest. A priest that doesn't carry burdens. And a priest that doesn't know how to pour out his soul. You are not a good priest yet. You are not a good priest yet. When you begin to understand the heavenly ministry of a believer, I hope you know that the believer has heavenly ministry. There are things that you do in the heavenlies. In fact, prayer is divided into earthly impact and heavenly impact. There are prayers you make is heavenly prayers. There are prayers you make is earthly prayers. You make it to affect the earth. There are prayers you make to affect the heavens. When you come there in heaven, what do they require from you? There are mysteries, I won't tell you. I have seen people fast for one year and nothing came out of it. Do you know why? There is no soul travail. Sometimes it's ambition that motivated them. Sometimes it's the flesh. Their soul is not poured out to it. Meanwhile, what God drinks is your soul travail. When he sees it, he will be satisfied. Do you know why I'm saying this thing? You can pour out so much of your soul in one hour that somebody has been doing since the year started. I'm trying to tell you, as I said before, there, there, there are no human parameters to measure how much impact a prayer is making. I'm trying to show you eternal materials, like your soul is poured in like a drink offering. In one hour, you have achieved something. Somebody has been telling you he has been praying for, for three years. He has not been able to do it. You now achieved it in one What happened? What, what, what suddenly changed? So travail. Jesus went the first time, nothing. Went the second time, nothing. He went the third time. So travail. So travail. He went the second time and prayed, saying, Oh my father, if this cup, if if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, that will be done. And he went and found them asleep again. For what? <laughs> may your eyes not be heavy, my friend. 
Hmm? May your eyes not be heavy. So it's either your, your soul is filled with travail or what you will get is heavy eyes. Yes. The reason why people have heavy eyes is because there is no travail in their soul. I'm telling you. There is amount of burden and travail that your soul will carry. You will not, you will not know when four hours passed, my brother. In prayer. You are not trying to pray for four hours. There were days we try we we, we try to pray for one hour. Try for, but when your soul is the one traveling, after six hours, your soul is not satisfied. In those days, the emotions that is in your soul, you are not the one that is promoting it. The Spirit of God Himself has literally taken possession of you. I have been there many times. And I am a possessed man in those seasons. In those seasons, he can possess my soul to, to an extent that he can stay there and be promoting his body and be pouring out the soul as a drink offering sometimes for days, for days, for days. And when you last that long in prayer, one of the things that happens to you is that your body will begin to show. The Bible said that the sweat that came out of his body like drops of blood. You now see why some of your prayer is not answered. It's not about the cry. No. It's not to come and say, God, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Why? My friend, stop that. That's not the cry I'm talking about. Is it me that you allow this to happen to you? Is it where I'm following you? My friend, your soul. Let me see how God will drink your drink it in a cup and keep quiet. My it's not possible. It's not. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to know what it, I'm trying to explain to you what it means for somebody to pour out his soul. It is not necessarily crying. Even though you can pour out your soul while crying. It's not necessarily shouting. Even though you can do it then. Sometimes it will be sighs. Sigh. It will be sighing. There are depths in prayer. One day I will teach you people depths in prayer. There are seven depths in prayer in the spirit. Seven. There are days. You pray for, for four days. And, and, and then words will finish. This one you are doing is because you have not gone for long. When you go for long, there is no strength to do that. Your body can't carry it. Meanwhile, your, the, what, the, the demand has not been satisfied. What will be coming at that time is mm. 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 by then you have lost you have lost touch with everything that is natural. You are caught up. You are sustained by supernatural means. I tell you things I have. These are things our hands have handled. You are sustained by supernatural means. Mm. 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 
Must what? Satisfy. And he reads the measurement by how much your soul has been poured out. How much have your soul been poured out? How much? How much? Do you know there are thousands of believers, their, their soul is not poured out. They pray, but some of them, their soul is intact. They don't know what it means. They don't even know. This soul travel, I'm told, they don't know it. They don't know what Jesus does when he goes to pray. They don't even you you don't understand so travel when you know that God knows what you are praying for before you pray for it are you not aware even what is it that you are telling God or trying to pray about that is not aware even if it's revelation understanding like what is it tell me if you know tell me to say God doesn't know is to negate a very fundamental part of our faith but you now need to know what men do when they get to that place in prayer. There is a satisfaction that needs to be met in his heart. To trigger something to be ministered to you. That is it. You are not, prayer is not informing God what is not our wealth. What are you trying to tell God? Rather than some people that don't understand, that's why we pray the way we pray. Are you with me? There is nothing you are telling God about that is not a wealth, my friend, my friend. Settle it forever in your heart. And then set your heart on satisfying the heart of God. As the deep panted for the water so my soul longed after thee you alone am I a desire and I love to worship you as daddy panted for the water so my soul longed after thee. <laughs> you alone are my heart. Desire and I long to worship you. Have you heard about the Paul the aged? Paul the aged. The one that is aged. You have not heard about it. He is the one that said that I may know you. He's not the young one. <laughs> so, don't be deceived by age. A man that is journey is littered with all kinds of proofs. Came to a point, he still made a cry. As a matter of fact, it is when you begin to mature in God that you begin to understand this thing I'm telling you. So, travel. Those men have passed a level where they pray for many things. They know that what God is seeking is for them to pour out their soul. Pour out their soul. The testimony of Jesus, even that which happened where we are reading, 
is something that happens when he is through with what we call ministry. Then he has come to the place where he showed us the token of what it means to do the priestly ministry. And he began to pour out his soul. He began to pour it out. 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 Until the father was satisfied. Until the father is satisfied. As daddy panted for the word of soul, my soul longer after thee. I am for you alone are my heart desire. I long to worship you. As the deep panted for the word of soul, my soul longing after thee. For you alone am I desire and I long to worship you. Maybe I need to show you. I need to show you a graphic. I need to show you a graphic depiction of what I'm talking about in the next 15 minutes. And then we'll pray. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 53 Verse 1 If you are there say Amen For who had believed our report And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed For he shall grow up Before him As a tender plant And as a root Out of a dry ground he had no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him esteemed him not surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet did we, yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God. Kai, you will not understand this place I'm reading now. I think let's go to that Hebrews. When I read it, then we now read this place. Because this one is already telling us what is happening. But you need to know who is doing this and why he's doing this and what he's doing. Hebrews chapter 5. I think verse 4. chapter 5 verse 4 if you are there say amen he said and no man taketh this honor upon himself 
you need to go back and see what he meant by that honor. Except, but he that is called of God as was Aaron. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made what? Let's say it together. To be made. Uh, so you need to know what is. You need to know. Are you with me? You need to know the ministry that is going on. Is the priestly ministry. Because it's Jesus, is the high priestly ministry. But if it's you, is the priestly ministry. Are you with me? Follow me so you won't be lost. But he, but he that said unto him, What? Thou art my son. Today have I begotten thee. And he said also in another place, Thou art what? Forever. After what? Now verse 3 is our star scripture. He said, Who in the days of his flesh? Let's read this place. This place together. One, two, ready, go. Please, when? When did this thing happen now? There is something we are going to read. And the scripture specifically told us when it happened. Because you need to know that some of the things that happened before. He, there is such... The, book of Hebrews is written in such a way that if you are not careful, you won't know you won't know when what is being spoken about happened. So, the writer most times tells you when this one happened, what he's trying to do. For example, I think in chapter 1 or so, or chapter 9, I've forgotten. He said that the former sanctuary, Tabernacle, had in itself some tokens and ordinances of divine service. Are you with me? Then he began to describe those tokens. So that you understand that he's trying to show you that even the physical tabernacle was a mirror image of what was in the heavenlies. That was the reason why God told Moses, he said, build this according to what? Pattern that was showing you on the That means there is a pattern. Are you with me? As a matter of fact, the earth is created in such a way that it will mirror the heavens. Are you with me? There is no person. There is no reality. There is no office on earth that we don't have in heaven. And also every office that is in heaven, God creates it on. Do you know the name of God? He is called the King of what? And he is called what? The Lord of who? In fact, when Jesus was around, he doesn't like people calling him Master. Do you know? That's the truth. Except the Master is in the sense of Rabbi. Sometimes when they say Master, it means Teacher. But sometimes when they say master, it means Lord. In other words, he is Lord and a servant. It's true, but he doesn't like to be called that way for a reason. And that this is the reason. The reason is this. God functions in such a way that he mirrors the heavenly dimensions upon the face of the earth. That is what the scripture meant by saying thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is what? 
done in heaven. It means that whatever the kingdom of God is, are you with me? In case you don't know what the kingdom of God is, but whatever it is, of course we know what it is, but whatever it is, it is already an established reality in the heaven of God. Is it not true? So, because of that, heaven has become a template for the earth to what? Nero. Are you getting the point? So, Jesus said, Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is done where? In heaven. So, the heaven is the kingdom of God because everything that is done there is the will of God. So, when we begin to do the will of God upon the face of the earth, when the will of God begins to find expression in your heart, it means the kingdom has come in your heart. In fact, when heavenly realities are ministered in your heart and upon the face of the earth, in that circumference and place that the realities of heaven the will of God has found expression the kingdom has come for example if the Holy Spirit tabernacles your heart the kingdom has come into you for example if you stretch out your hand and cast out a devil the kingdom has come there are you with me now now that is not my point my point is trying to show you that God creates himself and creates you so that you mirror him. Are you with me? So, you don't have a reality in yourself. Your reality is derived from God. The moon shines in the night. Does the moon have a light of its own? How does this light come? It gets it from where? Let's say the sun stops shining. The moon will say, I want to shine. Uh-uh. The moon will say, I want to shine. And the sun is not aware of that shining. What will happen to the moon? There is no shining for the moon. No matter how the moon tries to shine without trying to recourse and mirror his source. It is not possible for the moon to shine. In fact, you shine to the degree to which you have aligned to the moon. It is easy for you to understand alignment when you see the sun and the moon. There are seasons when the moon aligns fully and then we call it the full moon. Because the alignment is what? Complete. And there are seasons when the thing is just like your finger like this. The alignment is too small. Satan can still slap you. Satan can still borrow you. You are in Zion, but they can borrow you like this. You don't know. If Satan wants to afflict... oh, now, let, let me tell you. If Satan wants to walk in our midst now, it's easy for him to do it. Do you know what he does? But it's not easy here. It's easy. Do you know what he does? He goes to the person that is mostly in the flesh. Because that is the person that has not gained alignment. You see, this thing alignment is easy. How much the flesh has died. Because the, the, the reality of flesh and spirit is mutually exclusive according to the scripture. Is it not true? He said they are in, they are in enmity. One lusted against another. So in other words, as one is going up, naturally, the other one is going down. As one is going down, naturally, the other one is going up. That's part of the motive or rather inspiration behind fasting 
have you noticed sometimes you start talking too much? Fasting. Fast is fasting, my friend. When you fast for three days, you are still talking. Fast for five, six, then it will go down. When they even talk to you, it's not as if you want to not you still want to talk, but the same to talk is not there. It has not happened to you. If they greet you, you say, mm. It's not because you want to say, mm, it's because there is no strength. Has it not happened to you? Your fellow nurses will come. They will even come to discuss Bible. Hmm. You don't know, ladies. If they want to, you know, you know. <laughs> If they want to gist and do that their this thing and they notice you are spiritual they will use bible and come after 10 minutes where you will end up you will know bible will be far away from where you started go and check it go and check from today if you think i'm go and check check something that they are doing to guys too if they notice you are a prayer man they will come and say Kai, you can pray that your prayer yesterday night, eh? You know what I'm saying? Is prayer we need in Nigeria? But you heard what happened in the news yesterday. They now carry somebody. You have led prayer. <laughs> Meanwhile, he started with prayer. Because he knows you are a prayer person. No, you need five days. When you now fast to that point, when he tell you, you will say, mm. You know, say, whatever you say is the answer. Whatever. <laughs> this is me. Oh. When I reach that point, anything you say, I agree. Because there is no strength to begin to say you are right or wrong. Something is dying. I'm trying to tell you that this is how this thing works. As one is increasing, the other is decreasing. One is increasing, the other is decreasing. You can't be full of God and be full of flesh at the same time. It's not possible. What you are full of, I don't know. But it's not God. So when Satan wants to, he will look for somebody that is mostly in the flesh. And then use the person. The person will be shook, shook you. And you will say, are we not brethren? Have you heard that question? Are we not? Hmm. Say hmm. There are some brethren that Satan can borrow. Yes, I have seen it many times. One of the reasons we grow and mature in God out of many things is to make sure that when Satan, the gates of hell rise, we will not be the people, we will not be the persons that Satan will use. A gathering, a group of people, a platform, the church is as strong as its weakest link. Are you with me? You know, the Bible says, according to what all the joints supply, eh? being made compacted together, we now grow up to the fullness of the stature of Christ. Now, this is the point. Imagine if this your joint is weak. You are strong. You know, you are not okay. Because of that what? Your joint. Everything is working complete. But that your joint. So you are as strong as what? Your weakest link. When we say least amongst us shall be as strong as David, you need to know what we are talking about. We are not saying suddenly you have broad chest. You are wrong. 
we are saying you have so mirrored God to the point that even when Satan comes in our midst to attack or to borrow anybody, he won't find anybody. Even the weakest amongst us can stand against Satan and his wise. The weakest amongst us. That is what, what it means by one can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. It's not demon per se. It is the fact that when set, because you are around, one thousand is protected. There, there are one thousand ways Satan intends to attack the church and bring the But because you are around, none of them will work. What if you are two? What if there are two? What if there are two people like me? You now see why we I push everyone to grow. You see the way I'm pushing. What if there are what if there are two people like me? Can you imagine what will happen? Just imagine it. Meanwhile, we are getting there because you must have noticed that, that there is almost like fifty like me already rising. That's the target. Satan, that's why Satan is if you see the bullet he's shooting me, he has changed the bullet, he's like this. But God has preserved me. Do you know why? It's not because I went and destroyed any shrine, it's because I insisted you will be a giant. That's why all those things is happening. Satan is not too afraid that we casted one demon. He is more afraid that we raise 50 people that can cast demon. It is better to raise 50 people that can cast demon than that you casted 1,000 demons yourself. 50 people that can do what I'm doing. Imagine it. Just sit down and imagine it. Don't you think Satan is in trouble? <laughs> when we mirror heaven then the things that is in heaven you must have heard it in my message we become our possibilities on earth so the scripture spoke he said in Jesus' earthly ministry there are things he is doing Do you want to be like Jesus? It is simple. Beyond praying, I want to be like you. Make me like you. No, it, there are some things already in the Bible. When you finish doing that one, then you now pray. I want to be like you. Look at this one. He said, Who in the days of his flesh, when he has offered up what? And wheat. And now I have heard some people say it's not about the tears, it's not about the shouting, it's not about the groan. Where did you where do people read this thing? I don't understand. Please listen to me now. Listen to me now. Listen to me. I try as much as I can to bring balance in what we are doing. And that is why anytime I begin to teach, even in matters of prayer, seeing that God has given us a lot of grace in it. I still put in a disclaimer. In fact, I put in so much disclaimer that it seems as if I'm downgrading it. Considering how much grace God has given us is a unique grace and is not debatable. But we still put a disclaimer that is possible you can pray in the flesh. That is possible somebody is crying and there is no reality in the cry. 
But Jesus, the scripture said that in the days of his flesh, what did he do? He offered prayers. <laughs> I want to ask you when you hear offer and offering, what comes to your mind? Huh? Huh? Sacrifice. Who offers sacrifice? That's all I need to know. When you hear offering, the next thing you hear is priest. Are you with me now? So this type of prayer, are you with me? This type of prayer is not give me shoe, give me car. Is what? An offering. An offering. An offering. It was when, if you read down, maybe let me finish it so that I will show you the type of offering. Raise a strong cry for him that he was able to save him from death and was said with tears and everything and was said in that he feared. Now, follow me. This is the point. The, 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 this type of offering is a pouring so much that there is even an inclusion of fear in it. That is how much he wept. He wept and they called it offering. Follow me. Follow me. Somebody wept and they called it what? He had tears and they called it what? He groaned and they called it what? What I'm trying to tell you is that Jesus died before he died. That death he died before the physical death is the one that God took. The physical one is the one that we saw. I'm teaching you spiritual reality. So, when Abraham took Isaac, eh? before God, Isaac has died. In fact, Abraham considered it the same thing. In fact, he, he decided in, he know that even if he kills him, that God is able to raise him again. That was his heart. So, you know what I'm trying to tell you? This type of prayer that Jesus is making is a type that you pour out your soul. Eh? When you are making it, even though people are not seeing you dying, are you with me? But there is, your life is poured out. Your wealth is poured out. Your youth is poured out. Your strength is poured out. People might not easily trace it, but you know, and God knows. Have you not prayed to a point, sometimes you pray, after praying, you notice that you are drained inside of you. It is not so much the fact that you are tired. It is about the fact that you are drained. It seems as if something in you was literally poured in, poured out. And in the midst of that pouring, it seems as if there is joy and satisfaction in your heart. If God is satisfied, you know the, the good part about it. You will know in your heart. You will receive the same ministration. Of course, that is the reality of the mingo spirit. You know already. Anything that the Holy Spirit is feeding, if you are aligned, you should feel it too. If the Holy Spirit feels sad, you will easily know. 
If he feels grieved, you, you can be grieved. If he feels burdened, you can be burdened. If he feels satisfied, if he feels joy, are you with me now? So you don't need to look, no. That one is stronger than any vision you can see. So Jesus cried and he poured it out. He wept and he what? Poured it out. They thought he was praying. They didn't know he was pouring out his life. They thought he was fasting. He was pouring out his life. That is why the prayers of a youth a young person somebody between 10 years and 40 years God doesn't joke with it the prayers you made and the things you did when you are a youth God doesn't joke with it you see go and check all the mighty people God is using there is a reason why these are the people that decided that their youth is for nothing else they poured their youth as what? a drink offering Go and check all of them. All. There must be something about life that when you pour it, God will be satisfied. Now you now understand that the thing Jesus was doing was priesthood. Are you with me? So get back with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Now verse 3 now said he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our verses from him he was despised and we esteemed him not this man is pouring out his soul when he talks to you is his soul when he shakes it in your hand is his soul when he fa- anything he does his life is literally poured into There is no him without God. There is no attempt to achieve anything. He is simply pouring out. I'm telling you the secret of Jesus and I'm telling you my secret too. You wonder why I pray for long hours? It's because I pour out my soul. I pour it. I pour it. I pour it. I pour it. You, you want to achieve something in prayer. I don't have anything I want to achieve in prayer. I don't. I prayed for long, for many years, seeking God. Until somebody told me that there is something as anointing. Even when he told me, I'm not aware. I fasted for long until one pastor, then I was not a pastor, came to fast with me. And he now told me that Suleiman, don't blow. Pastor Chris, don't blow. Say, as we pray now, we go blow. Say, we go blow. I ran away. <laughs> When you have such people, make sure you run away. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. Follow me to the end because the I needed to read this. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. 
he was oppressed he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb so he opened not his mouth Jesus Jesus he was taken from prison and from judgment and who shall declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people was he stricken he and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence neither was any deceit in his mouth yet it pleased the Lord to abuse him he had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul what? if your Bible is your own mark it this is what was happening when Jesus was making that prayer see there is what we call source code in scripture you see there are three places in scripture that this particular thing that we are talking about was um, spoken about first we now see the physical manifestation of what we are talking about in the book of Matthew is it not true now we now saw the heavenly manifestation of what we are talking about in the book of Hebrews they explained to us that it was priesthood that was happening. And when he was doing that, they now showed us in the book of Hebrews the reaction that was taking place in heaven. Is it not true? They now came to Isaiah and now showed us the source code, the source. The things that we saw manifest, there is a source and reality backing it up. Are you with me now? Follow me. So he said, When thou shalt make his soul, what? An offering for sin he shall see what he seed and he shall prolong his days you know the verse 8 said that who shall declare his generation for he was cut off out of the land of the living but the scripture now says in verse 10 that when thou shalt make his soul an offering what will now happen uh -uh. he shall what see his seed so as long as he died and resurrected as long as his soul was offered for sin and he rose from that place then there shall be seeds and men to declare his generation he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall what okay. now in verse 11 if your bible is your own mark verse 11 Let's read it together. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Now, I need to add verse 12 to show you what happens when God gets satisfied. He said, Therefore, will I divide him what? A portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Before, because he had poured out his soul what? unto death why will I divide him a portion with the great? why will he divide the spoil with the strong? I want to see your face I want to know your way I want to touch your grace that I may live your days 
I want to see you. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. He shall see what? The travail of his soul. So, this is what happens. When you are traveling, it seems as if God will sit over your travail and be watching you like this. Watching you like this. And you are traveling. And you are traveling. And you are traveling. The more you are traveling, there is a ministration to his heart. Are you with me? The calibration of his satisfaction will be increasing. Huh? Now, as you are traveling, it is what? Increasing. Because there is a target. The target is that he will be satisfied with the travail of your soul. Say that after he has poured his soul as a drink offering. He says, so travail. That is the offering that God takes from men. Remember what we read? The scripture said in the beginning that he was stricken. He was despised. Eh? He was counted and nothing. He was afflicted. All those motions that he was going through according to what men count as suffering was simply his soul being what? Poured out. Even men see him pray and cry. They will say, why are you praying? I heard your father ask you, are you looking for power? Is he power? You? <laughs> his father saw him crying in the night. I said, are you looking for power? He said, let me take you to where you, they will give you power. <laughs> I want to ask you, are you looking for power? It is that. He will see your soul travel. You are a priest, my friend. Priest, their ministry, the target of their ministry is that the soul of the father will be what? Satisfied. Do you even know? When Jesus died and he took his blood to the heavenly holy of holies, he came to that place where they offer. He brought his blood. And then when he poured it, the father took record of how much of pain he passed through. Are you with me? He took into account how much of affliction he passed through. He took into account how much travail his soul went through. They measured it in the heavenly calibration system. The justice system of God was put into motion to check the weight and density of the sufferings of Christ. To find out the weight and how much his life and soul has been poured into the offering. So it is not enough that men offer things to God. It is more important how much of their soul is poured in into that offering. Are you with me now? What you bring is an offering. That God is satisfied is another thing. Are you with me? To bring offering is one. Whether God is satisfied is another thing. So they checked his offering and they found out that the right quota of suffering is there. The right quota of affliction is there. The right quota of despising is there. The right quota of persecution is there. The right quota of trial is there. The right quota of lack of patience, of long suffering. There are things that should have happened for you five years ago. I know at least two. But God will see the travail of your soul and he will be satisfied. Then you will begin to, according to what the scripture said, he said that he will divide the spoil with the great and with the strong. 
this is what God intends to do. When you come out from this place, then you become a king. You stand. And then nobody can dispute the authority with which you minister and do it. Because the things you did, it was not by luck. There are things that are gifts. There are things that are rewards. This one I'm talking about is what? Is a reward, my friend. When Jesus finished this thing, the scripture spoke about him. He said, and he, he got a name that is above every other name. It was not that name is not a gift. It was the reward of consistent and cumulative obedience. Such obedience was that that led him even as a sheep to the slaughter. Even when he knew that he's about to die, yet he put his neck. That was what was spoken about Isaac. Somebody that is a teenager and his father that is age carried him to the slaughter. He said, Father, Father, I have seen the firewood, I have seen the fire. Where is the sacrifice? <laughs> I have seen the fire and I have seen the wood. Where is the sacrifice? It was then that the man found out that it was all a setup. You know, when you begin to pursue God, when you begin to do the things of God, you will not know that it's all a setup. That all God is trying to do is to bring you to the point where you are the sacrifice. He will come and say, come and pray, come and pray. You will think we are coming to pray. No, we are, we are not coming to pray. He wants to pour your life out. as a drink offering. It is after you have traveled for three hours, you will now find out that there is no target in what we are doing. That is, you are the target. You are the offering. Upon that, that is the ministry after the order of Melchizedek. It is such that the offerer is the offering himself. And the person offering the sacrifice is the sacrifice on top of the altar. That was the, the routine and, the, and the, 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 the lineage that Jesus propagated, generated. The lineage that he pioneered. It is such, the Bible says, that he was a priest after the order of Melchizedek. He was the offering and the offerer. It was after then that because of that thing that he did, he became the, both the testament and the testator. That this is what it, it takes for you to be the You'll be there when they are sharing your will. Many people die when they talk about their will, not Jesus. Because of the way he offered himself, you will be in this life and begin to see and reap the reward of working with God. It is a testimony to the fact that beyond you giving things, you gave yourself. That when God is saying pray, that when God is saying fast, the target is not to fast. The target is to get you to be the offering upon that altar. Until your soul is poured out like a drink offering. And when God sees the travail of your soul, Joshua, you will be satisfied. God is looking for a drink offering. Men that will pour out their soul as a drink offering to Him. Their target is that the heart of God will be satisfied. Their target is that they will be brought to a point where the heart of the Father will be satisfied. This is what Jesus meant when He said that my will is to do the will of my, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish it he is mortal and navigated by the desire of God 
wherever God turns him, he turns him. It doesn't matter what faces him. He is is God satisfied? Then I'm satisfied. He is not interested in what faces him, in the condition that he has found himself, in how of it is. He is interested in the fact that God Himself is what satisfied. He will see the travail of Job, and the resultant effect, according to the Scripture, is that He will divide His spoil with the great. The Scripture says that He will divide His spoil and the portion with the great and the strong. Are you the one that God is talking about? That is a throne that God has kept for you, but you need to pour out your life. He will pour out your life to the point that God will see your sacrifice. He will see your offering. He will see your soul travel. And He will be satisfied. You need to cry out in a moment and say, I pour out my soul once again. I say, drink offering before you. songwriter said you provide the fire and then I'll be the sacrifice Stabero sabakambre tapa bahata kabina shito rata papananta kaprenda papaya janta braka patakambra tapataha Jatiango rata papaha sapenta banahaita Kabionta papandere sokopadantai Aprekopata kambra tapatatande Lia kambre tapaha kuska patadantia Ambrata papora sapata banatea Aikopata manta brata patakambra tapata rapatakambre He will see your soul travel and he will be satisfied. God is in need of men that know the technology of pouring out their soul. That know that when they engage God, the target is for their soul to be poured out. How much of your soul is poured out in your engagement? How much of your soul is poured out in your prayer? How much of your soul is poured out in your fasting? How much of your soul is poured out in your worship moments? How much of your soul that is the demand of God is not in the emotions, is in the reality. Men that have poured out their soul long enough, the scripture gave a testimony. He said, Because, because he has offered his soul as, a, as an offering, I will divide for him a spoil with the great, and with the stronger, I will create a portion for him. Do you want to have a portion with the great? You have to divide the spoil with the stronger. Then you need to pour out your soul like a drink offering. You need to travel, and then God will see the travail of your soul and then he will be pleased he will be satisfied he will be honored he will come to a point he will declare a holy decree the divine scales of justice we bring 
a, a, a recourse. We bring a, 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 a result and they will say that they are satisfied with the cry of your heart. You provide a fire. I provide a sacrifice. You provide a fire. I provide the sacrifice. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Fear me up, fear me up, God. Fear me up, God. Fear me up. You provide the fire. And I will provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit. And I will open up inside. You provide the fire. And I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit And I will open up inside Fill me up Fill me up Like a drink offering. 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 Like a dr
you can cast your offering. The reason why we close like this is because of the coffee, so that we'll be able to make it. You are blessed.